0: Welcome to From Ashes to Beauty with John Ortberg. Each day, Monday through Friday, you'll find 10 minutes of relevant spiritual guidance on the kind of people we are becoming. Follow us on YouTube at becomenew.me or receive daily text alerts when a new episode is published by texting the word BECOME to the number 56525. Invite a friend to listen along by sharing this podcast or sharing the link becomenew.me. We're glad you're here. And now, here's John. Well today, on our journey from Ashes to Beauty, as we are in the middle of Holy Week, I'm going to devote this time to responding to questions that so many of you sent in. And I kind of picture in my mind all of us being together for this. One of the dynamics that's talked about with Lent being a 40-day journey is it's connected to that theme in the Bible of 40 days. As a time of God leading people through exploration, through wilderness, through difficulty, because he's preparing them for something beyond. And that goes way back to Noah in the ark during the flood. Moses, 40 years in the wilderness on his own, and then 40 days in Mount Sinai, and then the children of Israel going on to wander in the desert for 40 years. Elijah, 40 days in the desert. Jesus, 40 days in the desert. Now, part of what's significant about this, people would point out, is that when you're on this 40-year or 40-day journey, 40 was often a phrase in the ancient world or in Scripture for an indefinite period of time, you don't know that it's going to be over in 40 days or 40 years. You hit day 39. Day 39 is sometimes talked about as a critical day because you you might be tempted to give up by day 39, but you don't want to do that because day 40 is around the corner. And so it is for us in Lent. So we help each other. Hold on. And I think about that now walking through questions and picturing all of you in this strange season of life for so many of us and for me where to be able to do this together with you has been such a gift for me and helped that word pastor come alive for me and actually the first question i'll talk about a number of them the first question that got asked in a variety of ways had to do with The pain and darkness that we associate often with Lent and certainly with Holy Week and crucifixion. Why is it that there is so much suffering? And in particular, why is it that people who love God have to go through suffering? Or even do people who follow Jesus go through more suffering than people who do not? And I I don't know any comparative studies along those lines, but I will mention Two realities when it comes to suffering and what God is doing in Lent this season for us as we walk through it. I've talked about this book that was very helpful for me, Wandering in Darkness by Eleanor Stump. I want to tell you now, she takes the title from a poem, an anonymous poem that was found on the camp walls of Auschwitz. And this is part of the poem. There is a grace, though, and wonder on the way, only they are hard to see, hard to embrace, for those compelled to wander in darkness. Grace and darkness go together. And often, I don't know why, it is people who are compelled to walk through the greatest darkness who have the deepest assurance that the darkness cannot extinguish the light. And then there's one other dynamic that's very important when it comes to suffering. And in our day, partly because with education, technology, medicine, we, as Charles Taylor says, can buffer ourselves from the other world, from death, from suffering, to such a large extent we're actually probably more troubled by pain and suffering than people in previous centuries. And in the ancient world, where folks were convinced that suffering was part of what was required for the creation of great character, uh, they often saw things the other way around. It's a little bit like uh, a great coach will push hardest those who have the most potential. Or a terrific CEO will give the greatest challenge or the greatest stretch. A great teacher will assign the hardest problems to the students who have the best minds and the most gifts. Many centuries ago, Gregory the Great, in a message quite profound, put it like this, that it's actually mysterious when things go well with good people here and ill with bad people, since the human mind is hemmed in by the thick fog of its uncertainty among the divine judgments. When holy people see the prosperity of this world coming to them, they are troubled with a frightening suspicion." For they are afraid that they might receive the fruits of their labors here. They are afraid that divine justice detects a secret wound in them, and heaping external rewards on them drives them away from internal ones. Consequently, holy people are more fearful of prosperity in this world than of adversity. So when, when James would say things like, count it all joy, when all kinds of trials and temptations, when Paul says we glory in our sufferings, there have been times in, uh, human life, in the community of the people of God, when that just seems evidently true for people. So if you are giving, if you're going through suffering, don't give up on day 39. Day 40 is coming. There is such a thing as everlasting glory in the life to come. Another series of questions had to do with, uh, Uh, Pain, relational pain, the biggest source of it for questions that would come in. One person wrote, I'm having problems with my son and his spouse. Uh, How do I address these without pushing them away? Or how do I help somebody else who holds a grudge? Or I have been hurt by many people and I uh, feel this very strongly. How do I deal with them this side of ultimate reconciliation? And I'll, I'll make two comments here. One is from Proverbs chapter 3. Lean not on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. What happens when there's deep anger, deep pain, deep hurt, and I can tell you this from my perspective, is uh, that my understanding of the person who has hurt me gets skewed. And I see them purely in terms of their hurt and I depersonalize them instead of viewing them as a person who has been hurt and is this mixture of uh, pain and suffering on their own part. And I just look at them as altogether bad. So I need other people to speak into my life and say, John, you are not looking at things rationally. Trust not on your own understanding. And then the best formula I know for dealing with difficult relationships from Henry Cloud and great and John Townsend. Grace and truth and time. Grace, understanding, forgiveness, but not just grace, truth. Honesty, willingness to confront, saying things like they are, and not just truth, grace and truth, and then time, year after year. And thank God, God gives that to us. Another question, John, could you explain when you talk about the idea that we might have a false sense of financial insecurity? The Lenten season is partly about almsgiving. The three great practices historically in Lent are fasting to give something up, generosity, almsgiving is the language for this, and then prayer. And I heard great wisdom around this a long time ago. Don't ask God for financial security because you'll never feel financially secure. Security is not financial it's like my body could fall apart at any moment. I'll never get to security through accruing more finances. Ask God for freedom from financial insecurity. Because when I come to discover that the Lord really is my shepherd, then I can be free in a way that transcends whatever my bank account might happen to be. Another question. After an abusive marriage and divorce, uh, is it sinful to never want to interact with my ex again? And I want to say this as tenderly as I know how. No. Nope, it's just not. You do not have to predict the future. This is important for all of us in any relational pain. I don't have to. Often my mind will trick me into thinking that I do. Forecast what will happen in a year or a decade or 20 years. I don't have to do that. But I don't have to want to be with them. And if somebody has hurt you badly, it is a good thing to not want to be around them more. Another question, how do we know when we have learned everything God has to show? I feel that there might be more I could discern um, that's holding me back. And that's absolutely the case. We see this all over the place in the Bible, particularly in this Lenten journey. In John, Jesus is talking to his disciples at the Last Supper, and he says, there is more to be told to you, but right now you could not bear it. And we saw when we looked at... Abraham. God actually deliberately leaves things ambiguous in his story because Abraham and Jesus' disciples and you and I grow more when we have to grapple with ambiguity and uncertainty and doubt and try to puzzle things together than we would if everything was revealed to us. That is part of why God does not let us know ahead of time what we will suffer and why. You see this in the story of Job. More growth will happen when I struggle and try and error and learn and relearn, then what would happen if I got a postcard explaining everything to me? You can be sure. God will tell you what you are ready to hear. Information will be given on a need-to-know basis. But if that need isn't happening yet, it's not being met yet, it's because I'm not ready for it yet. Another question. How is it possible to stay positive when circumstances are scary? And I'll remind you of that wonderful statement that Dallas Willard said to me so many years ago when he asked how you were doing, and I said, okay, under the circumstances. And his response was, what are you doing under there? And I'll end this q and time with this. You were not made to live under the circumstances. We were made to live at the foot of the cross and in the light of an empty tomb. And that's where we're headed. And where we're moving now as we move into the 39th day in this 40-day journey is that we have been going through this journey not for ourselves, not just for our own little lives. In fact, that's a cul-de-sac, but for the sake of others in this glorious kingdom that shall never end. We're at day 39. I'll see you tomorrow.